Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. And Mike, what a life it is. I'm rather enjoying it. Uh, I'm succeeding in, individually as a partner in COVID because Zoom has fa- and GoToMeeting I got your note. Yep. Have far exceeded my expectations. I feel more connected because I can do four one-to-ones back-to-back, and otherwise I'd have an hour and a half drive time. So this, I'm loving this. I am enjoying the not driving as much, but yeah. I am also really looking forward to personal interaction so i went and did a run club with a couple of my friends on tuesday and um, over at bond brothers and carrie so kudos to them they had the social distancing thing down pat um plus they have amazing beer great food trucks and it was so nice to actually see humans like face to face, even if it's with a mask on. And I'm going to do two one to ones next week where we're going to eat dinner. And I'm so excited to be with people because the go to meeting calls, doing things online is great. But I also I just thrive yeah. off of seeing people in, in person. Food trucks are an interesting industry. I've never not, didn't grow up with them. Obviously, don't know much about them. But when we go, uh, our oldest son Travis, but more importantly, our grandson Oliver and his mom and his dad live in Charlotte. Is how I really should say it. And we were there about a year ago. And Travis and his and Sarah and their buddies got together. And said we're going to this bar tonight. And naturally, I just asked, "Oh, is that your favorite bar?" They said, "No, they're having our two favorite food trucks come." Yeah. I'm like, because, huh. and I thought that food truck would be an amazing thing to own because your overhead is super low mm-hmm. and it's not like a regular restaurant where you have to stay open. Like your hours of business mm-hmm. can be wherever you decide to go drive up. And, and plus like how much fun to be on one of those shows where you have like the food <laughs> truck. Um, yeah. I want to be on, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the food truck. Um, I know shock about it. I can't think of the yeah. name either, but I've oh, seen yeah. But it would be so fun because yeah. I love cooking shows. So anyways, so, we're not here about anyways. food trucks. We can be, but we're not today. So Speaking yeah. of food trucks, which <laughs> I'm sure that somewhere there's a food truck franchise that you it's could in buy into. It's yep, in his future. You could. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're here with a very, 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 very special guest. Mr. David Riddell. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did. Excellent. Um, With Big Frog Custom T-shirts. Two locations, one in Asheville and one in my stomping ground, Durham, North Carolina. Durham. She's new. And there is a... Durham. 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 There is a franchise lobster truck that was on um, Shark Tank that does smashingly well... I mean, in mm-hmm. the towns that has it. I mean, it's oh, a lobster, it. lobster roll kind of thing, and it does better in the south than up north, be, just because you're you're adding that element to it. And and the pro mm-hmm. uh, the the prophet, uh, what's his name? Um, now I forgot his name. But between the Shark Tank guys and and the prophet, Marcus Marcus Lamonis, that's also the CEO of Camping World. I mean, between those two shows, you get to learn a lot about small business and franchising, and and I guess Shark Tank's more about um, the I'm I'm getting it I'm getting it there and 
they're supposed to help put the pieces Funding, together and right. some are further along than others. The, the profit is I've been doing it. And when we spoke earlier than it was, people forget to ask for help because they think they're supposed to know it. And the profit show is, is uh, yeah, I'm clueless. Call him in. He writes a check and takes half the business but calls the shots because you thought you were good at. Like, I'm, the, I'm a great chef, but I'm a bad business person. Mm-hmm. Or as, as, as I've mentioned earlier, it's like I can't design. So if I became a design, nobody's staying with me for that. So how do you find those people that are good at what you're not? Wait. Oh, I thought that was that our is, afternoon rain, but it's the it air is. conditioning. No, it's the rain. That's that definitely the rain. The rain. Do, 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 okay. do. Here comes the rain. Yeah, yeah sort I just of. changed it. But go. back to this food truck thing. Purple I'm actually rain. really hungry. Yeah. And at some point, Scott, my husband out there, because I know he listens to every single podcast, I would love to own a food truck. I think that would be so cool. You don't. You're not having fun with the third dog. You don't want a food tr- because you would all you every time you looked out your window and saw that sitting on on the street outside your house, you're like, damn it, we're not making any money. It's sitting there burning yep. cash. So here's what that you need would to bother do. you. Asheville no, North- I would have somebody out there oh, working okay. it for me. Oh, I thought you wanted to do it. Okay. I so, want to own it. Uh, I don't want to be in there okay. actually doing it. Oh, I just want okay. to own the food truck and then I'll have she a chef. She wants a turnkey a- franchise truck. Yeah. So. so Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Cary have some very good microbreweries. But who um, who beats that is Asheville. There's like 75 craft breweries, wineries, uh, etc. Yeah, I go to Asheville just to drink. But to what Mike said, every single one of those has a food truck. Sometimes it's yeah. rotating and sometimes it's a permanent one. And there are places that do the beer tour where you get on the bus and they take you brewery to brewery to brewery during that day, just like there's an Asheville rooftop bar tour that's a friend of mine. And, and so you see five bar rooftops. At, but that's where you go. Go to Asheville to drink and experience and, a food truck. And, and we eat. do have a weekend where it's a food truck war and it's in the Ag Center parking lot Ooh. and they've got every food truck show up and you can forget quarantine 15. You can just go nutty for Professor Sherman Clump blow up right then in the, <laughs> yeah. whole, in the whole middle of the thing. In, an, in a normal uh, world, how many people show up for that in good weather? Hundreds. Yeah. yeah, because have you, ever you have every type rodeo? of everything uh, from the oh, taco man. to the well, pizza to the wings to the kinda, Greek to the kind of downtown. Once we Becky, they were downtown on probably on Fayetteville yeah, Street. Yeah, and just yeah. yeah, so they had like four. So we used to we used to go to the food truck rodeos. They had a couple in Durham. They had them all the time in Raleigh, and I found that. It was kind of cool that they're all there, but I did not want to wait an hour and a half for my favorite food truck when I can just go follow them on Instagram and find out where they're going to be be and pop in there and get my food and not have to wait for an hour and a half. It's curious to see which food trucks have the longer lines. That was my eye was looking like, well, why? He's doing the Walmart where you sit back and watch which people go there. Why are there 40 there for the lobster one? And then there's like seven for the (laughs) barbecue one. We're just lobster roll people. But when... <laughs> a lot of times we all love dive. Like um, there's the diners, dives, and drive-ins. Mm-hmm. Good and show. you love the, in the middle of nowhere is a shack that has the best burger. I got asked, yes. uh, I mean, on, on on Gaggle with the Geese, those two insurance guys, it's like one of their questions is um, just what's your go-to food place? And I say, find me a locally owned pizza dive. And it's, and it's incredible. 
but the food trucks have become those dives just coming yes. to you and changing places yeah. that it there's the, because the, there's a weird ambiance to a dive and an interesting service well that's what there is with how's the truck at an event i had a guy that had a horse um car uh, what a trailer and he put one of those big wood fire pizza things in it and it goes place to place to place. And so it's the same thing just on wheels. But that's yeah. an experience. Because there's is. a story. Oh, where'd you go for dinner the other night? Oh, we went to Bennigan's. I may be dating myself here. Wow. Exactly. And and people go, or just a, a chain restaurant or a restaurant that people love, there, and they go, oh, Okay. But the minute you bring up food truck rodeo, man, Bennigan's and yes. Ruby's and Chili's are fast food with ferns. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the dives are dives. And a food truck, you're looking at it the same kind of thing. How'd this even make it here? And is it clean inside? <laughs> and I don't even know half of this stuff, but my gosh, is it it's good? And good. I can go sit under the tree and eat. Yep. So it's as much of an experience it is. just on wheels. Yeah, that's it's why I had so a food cool. truck at our wedding. Because oh, yeah. it was really? amazing. And the name of the food truck was Forket Me Not. <laughs> yeah. And I love a good pun. See, that's she the does, great thing yeah. about food trucks, too. None of them are boring. It's like none of them are hamburgers to go. They all have they the cutest all have names now. Adorable names. And the food's good. Adorable yeah. is why I'm picking the food truck. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you got to. Yeah. But that's what intrigues you about everything. The name changes the game. Mm -hmm. Right, you've it's got a, story. a business. Yeah. Well, but in branding, the name can go. It's the coolest thing in the world, and you and we see it in three three million dollar Super Bowl commercials. Greatest commercial. What did they sell? So yeah. it could be a blessing and a curse, right? If you get that name that also has the brand in there and it sticks with you, it's like I am so there. Um, Speaking of branding, real quick, uh, the new Nike ad. Check that out. It's a tearjerker. Oh, my God. And I haven't seen the it. The editing, just tonight when you get home, it's about a minute and a half. The editing and the content, it, it just is It's awesome. one of the best commercials yeah. ever. And Nike, because they are so big, but they have also been through the, because now where are we in, in, in public opinion? A couple years ago, Kaepernick was their guy, and he got raked. Right. right? And now we're at a point where we're debating that whole thing, um, and everybody's doing what he did, and he's been out of football losing his income, but Nike is still there. They stayed with him from day one where many other companies said, whoa, hang on a sec, but Nike stayed in. And they're getting the dividends But now. that's the thing. Yep. Nike People said, I'm not shopping. I'm, I'm going to switch yeah. brands. And now this commercial is just going to bring you right back awesome. in because yep. you're going to realize, you know what? They had a guy that was selling shoes, and they they believe in fine. Yeah. I mean, Nike Nike yeah. knows what they're doing. There's one of those brands that's going, even though they haven't been around since before the 70s. I mean, it's not McDonald's from the 50s and yeah. something that's 100 years old. But they just get it because they'll keep pivoting. And, yep. and and now all of us are, I mean, we all had to pivot because the survey in 2015 said, where do you see yourself in five years? And all of us lost, right? We all have <laughs> yes, to pivot now, but the best companies know how to, and they don't go out of business. How many food places, when we were just talking about trucks, how many of these casual places are toast? Not just because of COVID, it's been coming. And how many yeah. retailers are toast? Because you were who you were, you are who you are, and now you are done. Yeah. yeah. Speaking were, of pivot, yes. were food trucks able to stay open during COVID because they're not, because people just come up and get, because the, they're to go? Here's my thought. I'd have been driving my damn food truck around, make them stop me. 
Oh yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. I'd have fe- I'd have found places to go. I'm sure some of them got hurt. I would have been the I, I would have f- gotten the ice cream truck speaker and yeah. the cute music. Uh, I mean the gravy train music, and I would have gone just right. I would have gone neighborhood to neighborhood and That's been like, the whole goal. "Here you go." Right? Why you did they not at four thirty? To, to I mean, I got Mondays. You got Tuesdays. And Monday instead of mm-hmm. where are we going for takeout? It's like meet me at the driveway. Which, yeah. Why did nobody think <laughs> of that? A friend of mine does that in Wake Forest. They'll he'll promote every week. There's a food truck in the area, and that's exactly. I'd have done. I'd have done that till they said you can't do that anymore. Yeah, I'm me not too, waiting for around. sure. Well, be, there's a social distancing. I mean, because you don't have the whole neighborhood running up at 30 people standing. You're going to stop, and then you're going to stop, yeah. and then you're going to stop. Yeah. That's genius. Where were you? Four months ago, you know, with your food truck, I should have met you sooner with my food truck idea. Thank you very much. Speaking of pivoting, sometimes let's talk. Pivot to the new norm, kids. The right person. So we're we don't even say if we're in the middle, the late stages, or we're just in COVID right now. From a retail standpoint, so you're in COVID, you are retail and multiple locations. The first month. When they said, you know what, everybody shut down and we don't know what's going on. What did you guys have to do to be here today? So there's places that didn't shut down. There's places that, I mean, all, all varying levels mm-hmm. of, right? And you see restaurants that um, had no drive-through or no pickup that tried to invent it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some of the big chains that had like a Chili's or something that had takeout is maybe 5% of their business. So the regional managers are still getting on to them. Is it now seven? Is it now 10? Is it now 12? The first thing you have to do, whether you're a corporation or a little dude, is reevaluate everything. In our industry which has some retail to it, January and February are our slowest months. What does that mean? Zero cash flow. Mm -hmm. So when I'm supposed to hit March and go game time and mid-March, the governor says schools are out. And 30 minutes later, I get the email from the PTO that says, can we cancel our $5,000 order? If you haven't printed it, you go, here we go. And I lost all the schools. And then now we're starting it. We're supposed to be starting again. Okay. I'm closing and, and a couple of months and, now schools are doing the same thing and nonprofits. So the first thing we had to do is evaluate. I saw businesses leave because I don't have any money because what everybody thinks is a small business owner must be raking it in. Oh, they don't realize there's yeah. one month to six, if you're lucky, of cash flow because in mm-hmm. business, I got to have sales. Yes, you do. But you can have a better bottom line with lesser sales because there's a middle part. The third part that nobody thinks about going into entrepreneurship is there's a cash flow thing. So I do a $10,000 sale to a hospital on a lower margin. I'm the last one to get paid. So I'm fronting the 7000 to get it done to wait 12 weeks to get the 10000 which was only 3000 Yep. So the first thing we had to do is say, is this worth it? Because you don't want to fail. Your stubbornness doesn't want to fail. Mm -hmm. And your business sense says the landlords, although they might try to come after you, because they're asking for rent. All the bills are still paid. The apparel vendor for us, the, 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 every, if we fold, they can try to come after us, but in a COVID, there's kind of an excuse. And in one sense, it's an easy out, but you're evaluating to say, we didn't have cash flow. We don't know where this is going. Do I even fold? That's one, right? Where do we stand? And we had to think about that. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got two stores, two sets of bills lost mid-March 
to I didn't know when at that point mm-hmm. in time. And will the landlord work with me? And one goes, just pay the cam triple net charges and then we'll figure it out. And then one of them says, we're in Houston and we've got a hundred locations and so many layers and tough poop it balance comes due. Right. And, and, and so everybody that, that, I mean, law got laid off that got laid off that didn't get their super, um, super nice unemployment check that was better than most business owners. I mean, if you were commissioned sales or you were working on tips, well, your rent's still coming due on the personal yep. side. So in business, you don't. So first step is, is it even worth it? Second step is this, unfortunately, through all the emotions, gives you the opportunity to say, okay, how do we reset and reset, not forward, reset looking backwards. And that meant, um, what did we do wrong? Like it gave me five, four to six weeks of sit there reflection that I could have taken a vacation or I could have said, how's this business practice? So we reset some things we wanted to do. How do we make customer service better? How do we control expenses different? How do I go about pricing? That was step two. And then step three was, now there's government regulations, common sense regulations. How do we go into that? And in the Durham locations, as you know, so Durham from the beginning had masks. Mm-hmm. You will have them. You will wear them. Yep. And so the from a health standpoint, everybody's wearing them. But the mask goes straight to the brain. I have the mask. Therefore, we're going slower. We're conservative. Better for health worse for business. So I didn't really go up in Durham. I reopened and it's kind of going straight across because you're thinking we can't roam around the building. Asheville, which isn't as wild west as South Carolina, said no masks, right? You can't have it. You can get a massage, but you can't go to the gym and restaurants still aren't going to open. And you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to, but some people will enforce it. And my first two months out, my first one was Better than I thought, but way down from last year. The second month was, oh my God, it was unbelievable. Like things over. And then they slap a mask on us mm-hmm. July 1st. And all of a sudden, whoop, bloop, right? Like you got, you're the kid, the, the kid or the dog that got punished. And so that's the stage of what do we have to do? And um, okay, we're going to wear masks. They're going to wear masks. We've got to clean. Do we put a blockade? Do we not, I mean, unlock the door? And between two stores and two markets in Asheville is a little more, um, open demographically and density. So we got to do, I had to do things different. I don't care if it's 30 minutes down the road based on where you're at. And so um, this one, when, when two people had to go out to get tested, came back, came back fine, but you can't take a team of four and miss two of them and run a business. So we had to Mm -hmm. lock the door. And so then it's shut. And this, I mean, for the rest of this month, we're going to be virtual only like schools are, we'll still help you and we'll do curbside pickup, but we're not open. And in Asheville, we're all, we're open and they come in and it's fine. When we do open in, in, back here, then we'll have the barrier so you can walk in and have the table and see the store and still touch stuff, but you can't run around, run around like crazy. So you start to go, what do I need to do? And I had to lower my, lower my prices within reason because you know, everybody is. So what's my threshold of, if I quoted this percentage, I can go down two and should I run a sale here and which marketing to cut off because a Google AdWords bill 
is huge, but you're not supposed to cut off marketing in the bad times, and that's the first thing that everybody cuts. cuts. We talked yep. about that and then, too. Yep. And then the the great great American acronyms. Everything's an acronym now, right? In in America, we don't even need to spell because everything's become an acronym. Well, in government assistance, of we're in debt, but we're still going to. And, and you've heard me talk about printing shirts. I can throw one on and print. So we just took out paper and we just printed a couple trillion more dollars and we handed it to everybody. Mm -hmm. So. Um, became, uh, here's your acronyms. So PPP, there are some that said, ooh, free money. And I heard somebody in my franchise say, I've made it. Mm -hmm. No, it helped you get open. Talk to me in January. If we make it to our franchise convention, you've made it. But we could have another close down and no extra PPP is going to fix that. And then I was fortunate that I got the opportunity for idle. And it's what um, do you get? And there was the idle emergency fund that some got and some didn't. And if you take PPP and you take idle then or that or one, one's paying back. But and then there's the full idle, which is a long term thing. So people go, I got idle. That means I got money in the bank and that means I'm ready to roll. Except that in nine months, you now have that bill that means That's you have due. to be doing more money than you were doing when this year I've lost a year. Right. I will not do what I did in 2019. I'm going to do 2018 numbers. And 2019 was great. So I expected this year to be huge. So I've lost a whole year. So next year will be 2019 again by sales. Hopefully. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. So you get PPP and what do you do with it? Do you bring, I mean, in what level do you bring them back? Where, do, what do you do with them? And I used it as marketing and some other, some other things to set the stage. I called it preseason, like base, like baseball or football. Sales aren't going to be there, but I don't have to pay payroll and rent. So how, how do I rebring the team back? How do I reinstitute, either institute or reinstitute? Like we're going to reiterate the good. We're going to institute some things that needed it. So you're in a complete reset mode because I've learned while they were out getting paid more than me, right? The team was, and this is where we want to go. So these two months allows that. Well, then that's over. And now you have idle money. And, but if you get $50,000 and you lose 10,000 a month. Well, then in five months, now you a have no money. And in our case, go into the slow season and you have to pay that back. So don't just think it was free money. So there's lots of steps in there that it's still a long-term game. Business is still not about that two months. And so you are closed. That stinks. We could have folded. We did not. Hallelujah. We got PPP. That doesn't mean go crazy. It means set the stage so you can stay open and then you have idle. So it gives you money, but you still have to look at the books like you don't have it because you'd like to get into next year and still have some of that exactly. left. Exactly. I think we're going to see a lot of the businesses that sort of limp along are going to go under because they're not, because they are planning on that being free money and they're not thinking about the interest and the payments that they need to make back and they're not looking at the big picture. And that's really scary for small business owners. And when I mentioned earlier that, that Walmart and Amazon and the other places, I mean, service is gone. Small businesses go, I mean, small business has always been there. It's the backbone, but we've forgotten that as we've gotten bigger, 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 faster, 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 more convenient on the internet. And now we're showing it because that's a certain percentage of the population that's going to go down and leave all of these places undone and leave all of these people out of work and, and, 
so we, we have to be careful because we can't afford another shutdown. But if you think you've made it, as opposed to that, the same people that think they made it are the ones that thought I opened a business. It's all good. There's no work. There's no effort. Well, I'm working harder these couple months, but also different because it's it. Everything's different. I can't help it. I mean, I it was the way we print a shirt and design a shirt, and, and we're still going to be over the top helping people. But the the things, and so whether we go more more with a Zoom instead instead of them standing over our shoulder in the store, and and so each business is going to have to look at that. But you have to say long term, not free money good. Or as I could have closed, um, I looked further and said it's easy to close because the world's giving me an out, how do I fight to stay alive? In It's a Wonderful Life, remember when there was a run on the bank and everything, His their whole Bailey savings and loan, the whole goal was just to stay open at 5 o'clock, have $1 left to stay open. And right now, a lot of that is just how do I stay open? No cash flow. No. Now you have less. And, and again, in my case, January, February, in our industry, it was. So yes, it's how do I stay open? How do you, we spoke about leveraging your partners. And if the SBA will pay your loan, like the, the original loan, not the idle, but you have your original loan and the SBA will pay that for six months, which mm -hmm. they are, then if you work thin for the two months of PPP, and some people it's like my, my, mine's done because I was six weeks into the eight when they said now you have six months rather than eight weeks, um, thanks. But it, it, it is. It's, so my, my loan was this. And instead of just plugging away, you say, what can that pay? Because I'm not having to do that. And you have, you have to look at it more so. Yes, you want to get sales back. And if I can be the first month be 50% down, that's better than 100% down when I was closed. <laughs> and then you can be 40 and then 25. And at some point this year, get closer, beat it and go victory. And if you used to do 50,000 a month and you, and, and, or, and, and you do 35 and you're jumping up and down like a victory, then great. But those expenses, I mean, things are still coming. You still have rent. You still have a, uh, you still have this. So leverage the payroll. How do you get sales matters? Where's the profit coming from? What expense can you cut? And how does any of that non-free, free money um, play to play your advantage? Debt, right. debt services. Debt is, is kill, what kills most businesses. Underfunded debt, whatever you want to call that, right. does that. The businesses, back to Trinity's point earlier, the businesses that are sound, and I don't mean financially, just sound with how they're operating, Operationally. are going to come through this more efficient when 2022 rolls around and hopefully we are done with this and they're going to, they're going to go, you know what? We really found operating it this way. Everybody was happy. We exceeded expectations and the, the margin was better. We spoke about marketing and how you approach a networking group. And if you've lived your life in a BNI givers gain ish, and as a business, you were more than trying to make a sale, then while you were down for, six weeks to now because there are gyms and other places down now. And I saw this even with our, in our franchise group, if you decided perfect opportunity for me to go and get some rest, not good. If, mm -hmm. if you decided <laughs> to find sales, 
Like you're going to pick up the phone and almost beg and cold call. And you're going to be that guy when nobody has any money. Not good. Remember the three people I talked about mm -hmm. in those different yep. things, but my wife and I, from the first second, were give back. What we couldn't do in corporate, corporate would write a check and I couldn't do any of it. And so we've always had school discounts and a free e-commerce site for, for fundraising and we've given of our time. And so that's what we did. I put together May 1st, the day, basic, um, I, and I didn't do it April because to say, here's a fundraiser to help people and nobody's got any money. So I waited till May 1st, which was starting to come out, and put together an e-commerce site and said, any business that was hurt or slowed, any nonprofit, all you do is give me your logo for free. I'll pick a couple shirts. Now there's a link with, in this area, 25 and in Asheville, 55. You send it to all your people and say... It's on social media. If you like, comment, share, I get visibility. If you buy a shirt, I'm now you're now a walking billboard. But if you buy a shirt, Big Frog's giving much of the money back. So I made sure that I wasn't making much. And so in the pivot, in the what am I going to do, everybody was buying from a site that was mine, mm -hmm. getting an email from, from us, yep. picking up at the curb from us, mm -hmm. getting a shirt from from us and I went softer, more fashion and made less. So I hardly made anything. I covered costs, got a smidge, but the businesses would get more. And, but by them, uh, by, by them doing what they did, they got money and visibility, but then they're tagging me and then I'm liking back. Then they're getting my shirt. So where some businesses blew it is they were either disappeared off the earth, going cold, hard sale, and somewhere in the middle is, I mean, you saw people go, any sales I'm going to give to this nonprofit or 10% off of this. And even if you couldn't fully, and I, and I was shut down, so I was in deep trouble, but I had the means to try, right? So it wasn't about make lots of money, but what pays off now? I was able to write $6,000 in checks that... I didn't have because of the close downs, but because people were paying, then I could take the chunk of that and pay back, which mm. is now these businesses get it, but then we were doing something right. And we made, and we kept, cause from the beginning in mid March, I said, keep community moving forward. And so they say, eat out, tip well, I mean, do take out. And I said, that's how I can do that. I don't have the money to eat out because my employer didn't pay me, which is me because right. I was shut down. <laughs> exactly. And, and everybody wanted my money. But if I could leverage the community and say, you help your businesses, which in turn I'm helping because of this site, I'm getting visibility. I'm doing the right thing. And, and then we won. Well, I mean, we, we won because I could have the printer printing. I could get some goodwill and a smidge of money. They could get more money. And, and so what you did with the downtime is a couple of parts. It's where you're going to go and, and the de details of your business, but how you played community, how you played the giver's gain person and didn't just try either, either cry in your milk or, or start yelling at people and having a fire sale and how do I get money quickly? Yeah. And I think that there's a couple other businesses that did a good pivot like that. Like the ones that, um, the, there's a printer that we know that, um, 
helped make signs for restaurants and provided those. And, you know, like that breeds enough goodwill that when everything does come back and we are able to go spend money again, people are going to remember that your business did something that was beneficial for the community versus just doing something that was completely for their personal Right. Game. We print masks. We don't sew them. But there are some embroiderers mm -hmm. that the small couple people like my shop that, I mean, embroidery, because you can, I mean, you can now stitch, right? It's like, and although we can stitch stuff, we're not stitching the product together. And mm -hmm. so they pivoted to, I'm just going to make masks. We're not going to do anybody's logo. We don't care. We're going to do masks. And, and there were even some of the other Big Frog stores that said, here's some scrap shirts and they put them outside their door with like the pattern you used to, I mean, you could buy and sort of says, here's how you make, make the masks. And then you see manufacturing plants that were making something and gave up the money of what they were making to make something else, whether it was PPP that made them even more money stuff. But for the most part, they were trying to help. There was a community Distilleries, mm -hmm. making hand sanitizer. Right. Yeah. Right. Which, and I by get, the way, have more alcohol than alcohol does. Yes. Just smell that stuff. But and <laughs> I get it. They were making tons of money. So they... They pivoted in, if I do this, I, I mean, it's a community and money, but then there were some that it was, it's got to be community first because they're not going to buy what I'm making. Mm. Uh, so, so how do I help? And that was the biggest thing is, is easy way out because COVID's going to allow the landlords not to come after you. And, and well, I didn't fail COVID, um, COVID pushed me out, even if you didn't really have the resources, or how badly do I want to do this? I'm an entrepreneur, and it was never easy. It just got harder. Game on, down by three, bottom of the ninth. Where? What role did your staff at either or both locations play in this survival so I, mode? I kept a manager. The manager... Um, I have I have the manager because I can't be in both stores at once. So I had to keep manager on staff. The other ones, uh, I mean, we we let go, but and they were all, they were down the month. Like we kept them the first couple weeks in March, everybody, and then let them go in April, and then in May slowly brought them back. But none of them just went home and sat there. I mean, they weren't on my money, but they were still checking in on us as. I understand their people too, and not just the evil the evil owner who might not have a business for me to get paid at, right? right? And, and they were doing their part as citizens. And then when they came back, they understood. They weren't working off the clock or doing something illegal, but they were still trying to find opportunities. They came back and they could see it in our face when we're telling them, listen, we could have easily closed. We could still close. This is not an easy road. We got help which allows us a second chance. You are a part of our journey because the biggest thing about hiring in anything, especially in small business, in small business, you can't pay $30,000, $40,000 for every employee. You can't give them health insurance massively because we don't, because it's not even set up for that. What you can do is make them a part of something in this mm -hmm. generation that matters. I yes. mean, the dress code, the environment, I'm not working for the mean CEO or the bad company. I'm working for the environmental friendly that's socially responsible. That's mm -hmm. this. And in small business, they want to work for you and they want to buy into your story and they want to be a part of something. And so they come back and they can, and even though, I mean, um, even though I can be a crier, it's like I'm trying to hold together when they come back mm -hmm. and you say, 
could have lost everything I spent 25 years working for that I invested in this. And now these years for this, do you see it in my face? And they, they saw it. So there wasn't X and I've had a good team anyway, with very limited turnover in both stores, but the, the, little bits of drama that just come from human nature, just from, from, I mean, Walmart watching I mean, it's like, okay, I'll be five minutes early or I'll smile, I'll smile. So when you have a good team, they understand that and they can feel the emotion and passion anyway, but coming out of this, it's more, and it's hard to step up your game if you're good, but there is a little bit of that subconscious thing that that now you're really in before I knew them as my bosses and was helping them but oh my god I could have not been able to come back myself and yeah it's 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 and there's it's so many I mean they're again. saying that there's going to be 50% of businesses that are not going to make it through and that is heartbreaking because that means all those people that you know, are just uncertain if they're going to have a job when they come back. All the business owners, like you said, they might have dumped their retirement money into these businesses. They put everything on the line. And now because of this virus, we're just in this unprecedented time. And there's no way that you could have seen this coming. This was our biggest month last year, August. And we're now four days, three and a half days in when I came here. And it was like, I'm a little scared. I'm scared again. I was mm -hmm. scared four months ago that I wasn't going to open. And then now that we're open and there's masks and we're like tiptoeing cautiously, I'm like, good. It's not going to be last year, but, and how do we do? And then August I'm going, and I get it, it's the week before school, even if it's virtual school. And it's, I mean, it's the, the normal beach week, but you still start going, uh-oh, right? And it's the business on your toes of always worried middle of the night thing. And so just because I'm sitting here and I'm still open and we have a great track record and, and great um, community reception doesn't mean I make it to December. And, and I can't take that for granted. And I, we never have with clients. That's the other rule in business. Never assume, never expect, mm -hmm. never take for granted. I've started months where I had a $12,000 sale the prior year that I knew I wasn't getting. So you're already starting in the hole, yep. right? You can't just assume, had them last year, I'm going to have them. Had a huge client here that spent $50,000 and then they get the new merchandising person that's going to buy it all offshore, right? And that's and the branded. And so we lost that's we lost that for the year but our customer count was up 10 percent. so mm. although it doesn't vault you forward it you don't go backwards so never assume or take for granted yep. and the same thing applies to now it's like i'm not taking for granted that i'm reopened it's like because i could not be i could be mm. one of those casualties and it scares me to death every day but I'm thankful every day because if I was in the hands of somebody else, and I get I am, I mean, Captain Corona, but if you're in the hands of somebody that's corporate America, they could say, all of you are gone yeah. at any given time. And you don't have a say. I have more say, even if some things yes. are out of my hands. Yep. Well, we are very appreciative of you taking time out of your busy schedule mm -hmm. and coming and spending a couple hours with us. 
This um, is fun. It has been a lot of fun. I've learned a ton. I've also learned that I'm going to buy a food truck. <laughs> She's going to buy a food truck, and it's going to be like a, like Santa. The three dogs are going to are going to are going to take yes, it to the, the thing. Three She's dogs gonna are going to harness pull my them sled. up, and it's going to go down the road, and it's going to sell hot dogs as the dogs are leaving. I don't know. And Big Frog can do your uniforms, right? Yes, oh, Big Frog will be able to absolutely. I'm over here thinking, ooh, what kind of stuff can I print on? I'm like bags, hats. Mass. But she I mean, needs a cute like, name because that's why you're really cute she'll, name. That's her wheelhouse. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm already the wheels yeah. are the wheels are moving. Order one. Order one off of Amazon. Trinity food truck. Amazon. Be here in two days. <laughs> It'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> While he's eating at the food truck in the Walmart, going, those are cute sweatpants. Love it. <laughs> And they don't fit. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't fit. No, I'm talking, yeah, the ones on the yeah. person, not yeah. the ones you just bought. Yeah. That, yes. Exactly. Dave, this so. has been awesome. We truly appreciate you. Um, you are very respected within the community, so mm-hmm. we are happy to have yep. you as part of our Thank crew you. here at Wired to Change. And if you, our listeners, enjoyed this episode today, please go out there and share us with all of the people that you love because they just don't know what they're missing out on. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that's it for today. We're going to go play in the rain and we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.